Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with the year. Coming up on this Thursday edition, we are going to look back on what shouldn't be considered a surprise in the Heat beating the Celtics in Game 1. We're also going to have a discussion about some moving pieces in the NFL, including the idea that a defensive coach is not capable of coaching a young quarterback. We're also going to look at the potential sale of the Washington Commandos. Albert Breer is going to stop by, and we've got a random Slovenian and fun game show for you. It's all yours coming up next here on a Thursday. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. You can listen to this show as always on the iHeartRadio app, and you can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever you are making us a part of your Thursday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We are going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific, and we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. How about those Miami Heat? Playoff Play- Jimmy, man. Big time. Playoff Jimmy. It's a real deal. Yeah. That's the real thing there. Sweeping. Mr. Lowry. Yeah, sweeping the South Beach scene. <laughs> Lowry. Going all the Lowry way up to Bean Town and getting it done there, huh? It's not Mike Lowry. It's it ain't Michael Lowry. Lowry, but it's Lowry. <laughs> yeah. Lowry. He was seasoning them boys last night. Yeah, he was uh, He was awesome. And also kind of par for the course when it comes to the Boston Celtics. I, and I, your boy, you know, he'll be doing his, bound be doing his, you know. He be getting it in. I'm impressed by Miami, man. I didn't, I did not give them or see them having the chance to do what I saw them do last night. Really? I was kind of I was kind of shocked and blown away. I, Boston's in trouble. I, I was shocked that the Celtics were as favored as they were. I didn't it just didn't make any sense to me. Like over the past 3-4 years, Boston's a 500 team at home in the playoffs. Like this <laughs> is what they do. Like they lose at home all the time and to see what the odds were 
and it was the Celtics like a four to one favorite to win the series. And then just to see how that played out, they gave up what forty six points in the third quarter. They just don't play defense sometimes. Like it, it, I was not shocked at all. Like it just seemed hmm. like it was pretty par for the course. Okay. So I mean, but it does feel just like based off of betting odds. No, just based off of watching the Celtics over the past several years, this is what they do. They always give away a game like this. So you don't you don't look at them as being a more mature team, a team that's more prepared to be able to take that next step forward. Like uh, uh, to me, the old Boston team would have lost that game to Philly. Philly would have sent them home. It's, I think Miami's got a clear advantage in one department. It's coaching. I think okay. it's clear. I mean, I wouldn't doubt, I, w- I wouldn't argue that. And I just think that there was a point during that game where the Celtics needed a timeout in that third quarter, and there was just no no even thought to do it. Yet Miami and Eric Spolstra, early on in the fourth quarter, the Celtics went on a run, cut it to five, and like 90 seconds in, Eric Spolstra called a timeout and said, no, I don't like this. I don't like this is going. It just feels like there's a, a clear advantage there for Eric Spolstra and the Miami Heat. Hmm. I feel like he's the most underrated coach in the NBA. Hundred percent. Maybe it might be in sports, and I'm oh. not even going to exaggerate. Oh, jeez, Jonas! I swear to God, I'm not exaggerating. Well, let's not that. get carried away, Jonas. Like, who else is even in the conversation? I wouldn't know. I'm telling you, he's fantastic, and what he's done, he just never gets the credit he deserves. Robert I mean, Sala is the best coach. I was going to say, if, if, a, you, if you start actually going like through what Jonas just said, the problem is any NFL coach that has any amount of, of success, they're never viewed as underrated. They're completely blown out of the water. We, we make these ridiculous you know, comments about how good they are. So they're, they're never really underrated. I wouldn't even say they're overrated. They're just, they're just rated. They're on the radar. So I don't know that you can even include an NFL coach. Like I'm trying to think of one right now that's a head coach. You'd be like, oh, he's, he's like sneaky good. Like no one's sneaky good. Like anyone who's good, we're like, oh, my gosh, they're so good. And if they're bad, they get fired. So we don't have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah I don't true. think Eric Spolstra is, is on everybody's radar as a great coach. I don't think he gets talked about. Enough. I don't think he does at all. Yeah, I think everyone looks at the success they had with LeBron and Bosh and Wade, and they're like, "Oh, it was you know the big three. It was it was those guys." But when you really look at the sustained success they've had since then, like it wasn't like like take Cleveland for example. Before LeBron got there, was were not good. Once he got there, they were competitive. They competed for championships. He goes to South Beach to win one. Eventually, comes back, wins one, but then. It took them a while to build up to what they even were this year. Like that's kind of typical to what happens to teams when the star leaves. And I look at Miami, and they just have continually shown up in Eastern Conference Finals year after year after year, or at least making a run in the Eastern Conference playoffs. And yeah, they got Jimmy Butler. They've got Kyle. They got some other you know players like that. I don't know that we view Jimmy Butler. The same as we view LeBron and, and D Wade and Chris Bosh and those figures. No. Now, if he wins this year, we'll start we'll start having that conversation about him. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think uh, just the, his performance last night and the whole – I don't know what it is, the playoff Jimmy. Like, I remember Paul – was it Paul George who had playoff P? kind of gave himself that nickname. But Jimmy Butler – and everyone said, you know, what, what's Paul George talking about? What was his signature moment? It's hard to find like a really bad Jimmy Butler game in the postseason. He just can, it just seems to be the best player on the floor at all times. Like he outplayed Tatum last night. Tatum was a disaster in the fourth quarter. 
uh, turned the ball over. He, he got caught traveling twice in a row on two consecutive possessions. It just feels like Miami never makes a critical error to Which, screw themselves up. Someone explained to me how we all of a sudden start calling traveling in the playoffs, but these never officials call it, never call it. They <laughs> never call it the course of the regular season, but yeah, now we're going to start calling it. Uh, I have a theory on that. It's dang near it football out there in basketball these days, man. Just pick it up, <laughs> stiff arm people, spin moves, you know, jab steps. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. You know what I, my theory is on officiating during the regular season? What you got? They're just trying to get over with it, too. Like, can we just move on? Let's just get to the postseason. None of this matters. We want to go watch football on a Thursday night. That's that's what my opinion is. Hmm. But again, you know, the NBA has never had issues with officials, and there's also this clip. <laughs> there's also this clip going around. I don't know if anybody has seen it. Where I I don't know who the official was, but Jimmy Butler goes to the lane, makes a basket, and in slow mo, the official sort of throws his head back, like damn. Like he made that shot, and people are speculating maybe that uh, maybe that official had a vested interest in last night's game. Well, look, I don't think Jimmy Butler cares what anyone thinks, does he? No, he definitely doesn't. And in fact, since you brought that up, Jimmy Butler, playoff Jimmy Butler, he spoke afterwards, and things got a little feisty with the media. Jimmy, I would imagine that you don't feel like an eight seed. This doesn't feel like you're climbing mountains and knocking off favorites and, and all those kinds of things. Uh, that's a question? Well, I, it's the start of a question. Oh, okay. Well, what's the question? <laughs> the question is, um, how does this feel to you guys, what you have done so far? And if you go back all the way to that night against Chicago and the play-in, did you think then that something like this would be possible? Damn right. I did. Damn right. We did. Um, and the best part about it is we still don't care what none of y'all think. Honestly speaking, um, we don't care if you pick us to win. We never have. We never will. We know the group of guys we have in this locker room. Um, we know that Coach Bo um, puts so much confidence and belief in each and every one of us. Coach Pat as well. And so our circle's small, but this circle got so much love for one another. Um, we pump constant confidence into everybody. And we go out there and we hoop. We play basketball the right way, knowing that we always got a chance. There he is. It sounds good. It definitely sounds good. But but in the end, if if you just don't have it to get it done, you just don't have it to get it done. I mean, uh, us against the world mentality, when an entire team believes that, is a very tough team to deal with. It's a very tough team to deal with. But in the end, if if a team is better than you, they're just better than you. I did not look at that game last night and in my anticipation of seeing a Celtics team just look better than the Miami Heat I did not see that even with like it made me just think because they kept talking about Tyler Harrow being on the sideline and them having a few guys on the sideline that were injured and Harrow's a he's a starter and that hurts them and this that and the other they still did not look like a team that the Celtics just looked like they were better than but with that being said the Celtics have like you said Jonas they have a propensity to allow teams to look like they're as good as them or, if not as good, better for some strange reason. I think the Celtics are in trouble, but I would not be be shocked if the Celtics take over um, 
take over the series after giving up this first game. That's the problem. Like, they'll come out next game, they'll win by 15, and then, eh, flip a coin, game three. Like, it's it's just the same story with them. I, I think they're grossly overrated. Like, just the mm. idea that they were the favorites. Even going – after what you saw from Denver in game one against the Lakers, the idea that Boston was still the favorite to win the title just doesn't make any sense to me. You can say, well, you know, uh, the, the NBA Finals have to go through Boston because Milwaukee lost in the first round to Miami. Okay, again, you're still talking about a team over the last 20-plus games who's 500 at home in the playoffs. I just don't understand how they were looked at as this daunting task for anybody. And Miami has been the best team in the Eastern Conference over the last three weeks to a month. The entire postseason, after that loss in the play-in game, Miami's been the best team in the East, and I don't even think it's been close. So, yeah, I mean, you've got that on both, both sides right now. I yeah. mean, you can make the same case about the Lakers and the way they've played – you know, probably second half of the season, but definitely in the playoffs. That's I mean, I, th- I think you'd make make the comment: these are two hot teams playing against two teams that had good regular seasons um, that have some flaws or have some weaknesses if you can expose them. But back to the Spolster, like Spolster is probably the closest thing when you talk about injuries and guys like Tyler Hero being out to being able to just plug players in to a scheme that fits their strengths. And, you know, you you hear how Jimmy Butler talks about, you know, the media and and them not caring about it. It really does remind you of like a little bit of a Bill Belichick type type, type approach almost. Like they don't don't really care about anyone else, what anyone else thinks outside of them. They've got their style of of playing, how they're going to match up, the adjustments they're going to make. They're they're way more technical. technical. I mean, Spolstra, you know, will, as you kind of pointed out, Jonas, he'll, he'll stop play to make sure they're in the right set. Or he'll stop play if he doesn't like what he sees. You know, he's not one of those coaches like, oh, you know, I just I trust my my star, my superstars. We let him go play and get a bucket in a crucial moment or or at the end of a quarter. Like he's he's not that style always. He's usually like, all right, let's set something up here. Let's make sure we get a good play, get a clean shot. And it, it's kind of it's kind of refreshing in a way because this is a team that again they didn't have high expectations coming into the playoffs. They're I don't want to say exceeding now, but they're kind of right where they've been. Like we've. If you want to call Boston overrated, I think Miami's been underrated yeah. for almost the entirety since even the, the bubble, uh, when they went to the, the NBA Finals during the Bubble Boy Championship Series uh, and got beat by the Lakers. But they were, under, they were underrated then. Uh, but, but the Jimmy Butler, like, listening to him talk, he might be, he might be one of, like, the last old-school type of NBA players, like, as far as his demeanor and, and the way he approaches the game. You know, like, there was a couple of clips of him on social media where the rest of the team's partying. He's just in the back by his locker drinking water. And, and I think he's obviously matured over the years, but there's, there's like, a, a sense of urgency, a seriousness to him. Where it, I'm not going to compare him to Kobe. Kobe was just like, you know, he had, had that killer instinct. But you, you get more of a sense of that more so than, like, if they lose – hey, the first thing I'm doing is going to Cancun or I'm looking at who could join us next year to try to make you know, our, our big three or make our big four and our, our championship roster. Like, he doesn't care. Like, he's willing to stay in Miami and try to basically do it on his own. I mean, Lowry missed a bunch of time this year. When he's on, like last night, he's on. And, and he could be a solid number two, but – um, that hasn't, hasn't consistently been the case with Lowry dealing with injuries. And I think a lot of people thought when Butler chose to play for Miami, it was like, oh, okay, South Beach wants yeah, to go. Yeah, bring in the heat. A- and know, then beach he, body. he gets there, and it's 
And what's funny about this is you look at the, the Dolphins and it's the Dan Marino era, the Tua era. It's, you know, run and gun and they're flashy and it's fun and it's all about offense. It's snowing. And, yeah, but it's, it's, yeah, it's true. It does snow uh, year round in Miami, I've heard. But especially during the Dan Marino era. The heat, the heat have still, the, the heat have still kept that Pat Riley mid 90s sort of defense, defense, defense. Because he's we, still there. Yeah. And, and I think that's what's. That, that inf- Influence is still there. Yeah, that's the the common thread through it all. So yeah. fantastic for them. By great the, man, that was a great correlation. That was great how you guys put that all together, man. I'm proud of do. y'all. And I then, see. And I then, was like, I was more of a spectator um, listening to you guys um, put this together in this segment. It, it was a, uh, it was masterfully done. But and, the, and let's, I'll tell you this: if for some strange reason uh, history repeats itself. And the Miami Heat end up seeing the L.A. Lakers in in a championship round. Keep in mind, Jimmy Butler was banged the hell up by the time he got to that that uh, that championship series. The the Heat had multiple. I think uh, Dragic was out. I think was Bam Adebayo out as well too. Like the Heat. But your boy, your boy Jimmy Butler was hanging by a thread and was out that bad boy on half a leg and all kinds of stuff just still trying to get after it and it, it just it didn't seem like a fair matchup but I, he's, he's healthy this year they're they're I a lot healthier being, being such big nba fans that we are yeah. if it ends up being a miami la series we, we should just make sure we go you know to a game great point yeah. i mean i really do scott shapiro i really do think that we should what up um, scott yeah, I think we should do that. What's up, Don? We 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 definitely should do that. <laughs> like, uh, it also I I gotta ask the question before maybe we get to more break than here. one game. Yeah, um, I gotta ask this question: Is there a rift right now in the Quinn household? Because you know, I mean, listen, Brady oh, yeah, lives in South Boston. Florida, yeah. but the in-laws are from Boston. Like, yeah. is there any sort of an issue there between this series and sort of the rooting interest? And could we see? Maybe Brady at uh, you know TD Bank North or whatever the hell they're calling it now for a game sitting courtside going to see the um, I, I don't foresee that happening for the Eastern Conference uh, Finals. But to answer your your question, you know there's there's a, a passing in the family, so things oh, have been a little little touch and go, a little emotional. We didn't want to bring you know any sort of trash talk into it, but I, I think we're probably far enough removed now. <laughs> Where when I see them here right. shortly, there's going to be a lot of trash talk. Yeah. Like there's going to be a lot of, you know, because they are like, that's the one thing I'll say about Boston fans. And this is what I love about Boston. They, they, they just love their teams, man. Like it doesn't matter what it is. Their basketball, their hockey, their football, their baseball, their, they love it all. I mean, they've been successful at all of them. But it's one of my favorite parts about going to Boston is that fan base is so educated on all of it. Like, you're, you'd be hard-pressed to just stop, talk to someone on the street. They'll tell you something about one of the teams. And, and they'll tell you whatever's going on. Like, they know. They watched. Like, it is, it is a dialed-in fan base as much as it gets. It's the exact opposite of probably in L.A. Oh, you know, wow. When, when you go and, like, ask something about the, the Lakers. The Lakers are playing today? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. The Lakers are playing today? Oh. Here's, here's the lip. LeBron, LeBron, who's LePew? Uh, yeah. well, they love. Ew. No. 
they're they're hard to understand wearing masks. So I was just going to the say, there's, there, then there's that, yeah. you know, because you can't go inside. And talk <laughs> that is the true. Yeah, you gotta stay it, outside. You got to uh, you got to keep uh, keep your distance, six feet apart. So it is a little difficult to understand. Uh, but again, nobody breaks down the NBA like this show. All right, NBA insiders through and through on two pros and a couple. I just of, can't know. wait to show up at an NBA finals game. You know, yeah, that's, <laughs> we've earned but, it. But by the way, it would have to be in Miami. I'm not coming to LA for it. Sorry. Sorry. Hmm. And by the way, don't blame you at all. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't either. So maybe we'll make that happen. I don't have um, to wear a full body suit just to go in the, the crypt or whatever the hell you guys are calling it these days. Uh, who mm. knows? Can't keep track. It is two pros and a cup of Joe right. here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. With you. So yeah. we're going to have the usuals coming up later on. we got another edition of In Case You Missed It. We've got you in or you out. Albert Breer is going to stop by. we got some NFL storylines we're going to get into. It's all yours. Oh, a three-hour extravaganza here on FSR. But... <laughs> One coach is coming under fire for his handling of his starting quarterback. Uh-oh. We'll tell you who that is next. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bet your ass, man. I wish I could play the guitar, man. Me too. Yeah. I just want to learn, like, one riff and just go play at a party and then put it down and say, nah, nah, I don't feel like it. Then have everybody begging for more. I used to hate the players when we go on away games and there was a piano in the uh, lobby. They just sit down and start playing like Mozart and stuff like that. And oh. I used to, I, I used to want to like push them off of the piano. It's a great, it's a great move. <laughs> like slap them in the head. Right. Just show it off. Like what That's are right, you doing? Though. Get off of that piano, you sucker ass. Not a lot of piano in Enter Sandman though by Metallica. No, nah, no. Nah, but could uh, you imagine somebody playing the piano oh. in this? It might be all right if you came in with a piano going into this. Damn right. I'm saying. Who wouldn't? Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. By the way, coming up in less than 20 minutes from now, to be exact, we'll call it about 15 minutes from now, from the TireRack.com studios, we could have some big news involving multiple members of this show. What? So big news involving wow. multiple members of this show. We'll get into that for you again about 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. So that's a tease for me. What I do you mean? what's going on with you and Brady. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's You'll going see. on. You'll see. Yeah, I would like to know. You will oh, see. A no. hey, uh Alex Smith. Former okay. NFL quarterback. He's okay. now uh, an He's analyst out right now, huh? for ESPN. You know, LeVar, we mentioned in passing Robert Sala a few minutes ago. Yeah, we did. And uh, Great coach. Well, this wasn't in passing. Alex Smith had some comments because the subject got brought up on Sirius XM Radio talking about what's better for the development of a quarterback, an offensive-minded head coach or a defensive-minded oh, head coach. No. And, well, I know where this is going. You know, he just talked about the mentality and all that and, you know, just the differences between those two. And then he specifically pointed out the New York Jets situation. Uh, and I feel like we've heard this somewhere before, but he said, quote, according to Alex Smith, yeah, Robert Sala, you're a great defensive mind and coordinator, but like you have no idea how to develop a quarterback. The coordinator you hired called didn't never call plays, so that's a completely different animal. And as much as you think you're prepared to handle that development of a young kid, you're just not. End quote from Alex Smith. Shots fired from Alex Smith at Robert Sala in discussing his handling of Zach Wilson as a New York Jets quarterback. Mm. What's his agenda? Is there an agenda queue? I'm not quite sure. Well, I mean, I, what, I find it for. I find it pretty interesting, um, and, and I'll go as far as saying this. Here's what happens when usually there's a defensive-minded head coach. When things aren't going well offensively, Ooh, run the ball. No, <laughs> QB's gone. QB's oh. out. Mm. So, so for example, if you look at last year. Who got clipped in Arizona? Kyler Murray or Cliff Kingsbury? Cliff. Cliff. Who got clipped in Denver? Nathaniel Hackett or Russell Wilson? Hack. Who got clipped in Indianapolis? Frank Reich or, you know, I mean, I guess you could say Matt Ryan, but, I mean, he technically still is getting paid by the Colts. Yeah, but but they both got clipped, but Frank, Frank Reich got clipped first. Exactly. Yeah, okay. And, and, and that's kind of the general point is 
you know, usually when you've got an offensive-minded head coach and things aren't going well with the offense, um, the person who's going to end up getting clipped is the head coach. And part of the reason for that is the head coach in that instance usually takes more ownership, takes more accountability, right? That's his background. That's what he's supposed to be good at. You hear in press conferences. He, he's, he's the one that understands the position and what comes along with it. And so usually he's defending that quarterback. Now, it's an entirely different scenario when you're talking about a head coach dealing with a quarterback. Now, there was some defensive-minded head coaches that got fired last year, Matt Rule in particular. But if you think about the past three years for Matt Rule, it was a revolving door of quarterbacks. There was really no one at all who was consistent, at least as a starting spot. And, and you could say whether it's on him or the situation, whatever the case is, but he constantly kept looking for another guy. When, when the Carolina Panthers started playing their best football under Steve Wilkes, Coach Wilkes actually just let Sam Darnold in there. And Sam Darnold actually played pretty well to finish the season. So my point is this, is there's different perspectives when you know, you're on one side of the ball or that's what you know best and that's why you got the head coaching job when you then apply it to a quarterback. Because it's just an entirely different position when you're coming from it to a, from a defensive perspective versus offensive. Because offensive-minded guys are like, we're the two guys who ultimately are going to be standing next to the dumpster together or hoisting up a Lombardi together. And those aren't my words. That came from Mike Holmgren one time when I had a, a sit-down conversation with him talking about the situation in Cleveland. And if you're a defensive-minded head coach, you don't look at you two as the same way. you had a partnership. And as soon as that head coach who's defensive-minded in nature doesn't believe you're holding up your end, and it's usually just bottom-line performance-based, it's not taking into account all the other things that are going on. Offensive line's banged up, starting receivers out, whatever the case is. You know, hey, hey I hired a guy who doesn't have any experience whatsoever calling plays, but hey, he's here, so you've got to deal with that. But as soon as he doesn't feel like that partnership is working out, he cuts ties. And, and that's, to me at least the reason why I think a lot of quarterbacks, when they've got a defensive-minded head coach, it it's usually doesn't work out very well with them. Now, there's, there's exceptions. Obviously, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, right? But, you know, eventually Tom got tired of, of that whole deal and moved on and won a Super Bowl in Tampa. And, you know, what became public was a lot of the, his, his disgruntlement with how things operate, how things worked in New England. I guess maybe between him and Bill. And they've, they've, I'm sure they've made nice, but that's just the truth of the matter. Is, is, you know, there was, I'm sure sometimes when he's like, dude, we're in this together. It's not like you as the head coach and me. Like, we are the two faces of this franchise. Like, we are the two people everyone points to for success or lack thereof. Like, we're tied to each other whether you like it or not. And I don't know that defensive-minded head coaches always see it that way. Can you guys give me context of – is there any connecting points with Alex Smith and Robert Sala? Were they both in San Fran together? No, at I don't any think point, so. do they no, do, do they know each other? No, I, I think he was just generally asked the question. But if you think about it this way, think about how Alex Smith left Washington back before it was the Commandos, and I think yeah. you know, when he was there, when there was the football team, then the other name. Um, yeah. When he got hurt and all that, like I, I think the way even Ron Rivera like had handled some things with him. I don't think he, he appreciated. Like that wasn't an amicable breakup. Hmm. 
And that's and interesting because Joe Douglas, by the way, and sorry to interrupt, but the general manager of the Jets even said last weekend that he sort of lamented how they handled Zach Wilson, kind of what they could have done better, what they could have done. Dude, I told you all last year. Yeah. That's what ticked me off the most about it is like Jets fans are trying to give me all this flack because I, I told you, I was like, yeah, I just, it's going to, it's going to take a while. If Zach Wilson's going to become whatever he's going to become. But I just, I, I didn't really see it. And, and the first thing I said was once they benched him, I was like, this is the worst thing you can do. Like, you're, you're going to set your organization back if you don't find out what you have in this young man that you spent a number two overall pick on. Like, you got to let him play through it. You got you to go through some adversity. I mean, that, look, as good as the roster is built around that team, there's some amazing young pieces. I mean, Quinn Williams and Sauscar and all these guys. But it wasn't going to matter. They weren't going to go win a Super Bowl last year. And so instead of finding out what you had in Zach Wilson, you let Mike White go in and become a fan favorite who now plays for a divisional rival in Miami. You didn't even sign him back. And you kept back the guy who, I mean, I, I, it basically looked like he lost all confidence because of how they handled the situation when he finally did get you know, the, the chance to come back in and play. <laughs> and now you've gone to Aaron Rodgers, and you're not going to see a Zach Wilson <laughs> if everything goes well for the next two or three years. And that's, to me, I think they did. I think Robert Sala, to his defense, I think he saw everything he needed to see at that point. But, but for so, good or for so, bad. so let me go one step further. All if right. he honestly understood, if they honestly understood New York, what's best for Zach Wilson, they would move on. They've got Tim Boyle there. He knows Aaron. He's, he's got experience in the league. Like He'll be a capable backup. They don't need Zach Wilson there. It's only going to stunt him and his growth more. People keep acting like, well, he's going to sit behind Aaron. and No, that's not the intent of what Aaron's there for. And, yes, of course he'll learn things. Of course he'll pick some things up here and there. Quarterbacking is a developmental sport. You need experience. you got to play. And some guys have faster learning curves than others. Some guys can be Joe Burrow, where you know it, it, it can take some time. He finally got a shot at LSU, and then he thrives. And then he gets into you know, the NFL, and he thrives. Some guys can be that. But most of them don't have – that. these teams don't give them the time to develop. Like a Josh Allen, it took three years before we really saw what he was capable of. And that's the thing is Zach Wilson now has been in the league long enough where he needs to go somewhere where he can maybe compete for a job and go play. I don't know if it's Atlanta. I don't know what other team you want to throw in there, but he needs to go to some place where he might have an opportunity to play and go get some reps and start to continue to develop and but build his confidence back. We wouldn't limit that to just defensive-minded coaches, right? I mean, to me, I think a lot of times the reason why guys don't get the type of time that you're speaking of is because of the pressure that's coming from probably the people that are paying those coaches. You know, what, what's their job security look like? What, what's, it, what's their situation, you know, look like in that scenario? If they're not being looked at as, oh, we see you working to develop this, this talent and he needs to get his experience and get all those things that you're speaking of. If, if you're putting a time frame and the clock is ticking on me to get results before I lose my job, I mean, doesn't that doesn't? Wouldn't you say that plays a part? I don't. I don't think well, no, that it would take again, total ignorance. Of I just gave you a list of the offensive coaches that end up falling on the sword. Like they understand there's a way of doing it, and they try to see it through. And, and they might even be the ones to get clipped if, if they don't get there in time. 
right? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, but that I think it does prove the point that if I don't get there in time, I am going to lose my job. So I'm going to pull them. I'm going to right, pull them, and I'm going to try a, to do something But that's a defensive-minded head coach because, like, like a defensive-minded head coach isn't going to pull them or is going to pull them when they feel like, oh, he's not there or whatever the case may be. An offensive-minded head coach is like, we're going to see this through. Like Atlanta, Even for if example, that means me losing my job. Yeah, I, I just gave you examples of that. Right. Like, yeah, it's that's, pretty, yeah, right. That's, so, that's, so, so look at Atlanta. Look at Atlanta with, with Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter has got a ton of experience playing college football. He showcased uh, a lot of intangibles, a lot of skills that you're looking for out of, you know, a starting quarterback. You know, will he be the, the quarterback they're hoping he will be? I, I don't know. Arthur Smith seems to think he'll be. I mean, as of right now, that's what they're going to go with going into the season. And Arthur Smith could very well lose his job for it. But, he, but he's willing to risk that for it, right? Because if there's one – if you stacked up the NFC South right now and – and you looked through that division and said, whether well, it's Bryce Young, Derek Carr, Desmond Ritter. Um, who am I missing right now in the NFC South, by the way? Uh, Baker Mayfield, the Bake Show. Baker Mayfield in Tampa. How does Desmond Ritter stack up to those guys? It's not bad. Well, I, I, would, I would say you wouldn't put him ahead of any of them. I mean, no. Baker Mayfield's got a playoff win, a ton of experience. Say what you want, but that's just the reality of it. Bryce Young was the number one overall pick. And you're looking at Derek Carr, who's literally passed for – for the last five years, 4,000 yards, and would have been last year if he had he not got benched. I'm not blown away by any of them, so it's not bad. That's fine, but, um, but I'm saying he's – but you, you get the general point. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, I get he, it. There's a chance if they don't win – I get what you're let, saying. Let's say they win five or six games. There's a chance he's not there the next year. Two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, potentially big news involving multiple members of this show. We'll have that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it, you listen to it, I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up 10 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. One fan base in the NFL may be on the verge of getting the best news they've gotten in decades. We'll tell you who that is again 10 minutes from now here on FSR. Before we get to another edition of In Case You Missed It, though, want to let you know we are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you In Case You Missed it. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Lee Delap. Good morning, fellas. In case you missed this, good news for college football fans and video game fans alike. That's right. Good news for fans of the video game EA Sports NCAA football. It's coming back. Good morning, fellas. Morning, Brady. Morning, LeVar. Morning, Jonas. EA Sports has teamed up with One Team Partners to facilitate (laughs) collegiate athletes to get paid for their names, image, and likeness. Uh, You will not, we do not know the figures yet on the numbers they will be paid. Yeah, let let me just interject. Yeah, go for it. All right, here's the issue. All right, EA Sports is going to come out with some sort of revenue cut for the players to be involved. And and these players aren't going to all agree upon it. It, It's why there's what's called a union in professional sports. So when you've got these sorts of, you know, agreements, you can have collectively as a union, you're all a part of it. So everyone signs up for the same, you know, revenue cut that you're getting from it. You don't have that in college sports. You don't have that in college football. So 
I, I don't know who one team is, um, but this has always been one of the biggest issues that EA Sports has faced. Aside from the fact that you know universities have said, look, if they're not going to get a piece of this game coming back, then you know we're not going to allow their name, image, and likeness to be a part of it. And you can't use our license of our trademark and logo. So there's layers to this, right? I mean, just to use the university logos, they got to pay the universities. You know, that, that for-profit arm of a university for the licensing for that. Then you have to talk to the student-athlete about it, where they may all might differ. There, so, go ahead. There is an opt-in program is what they're, what, what they're Which claiming. Is, and, and that's what I'm saying is you're opting into something that you might be able to make more. And, and, and so, in theory, you're like, oh, this is great. But then you're like, there's still way too many roadblocks to this. What do, what do we got to do to get Brady Quinn and LeVar Arrington in this game? What do we got to do? I think they're actually allowed to have us in the game because the Edo Banning case that kind of started some of that, uh, it, it's already been decided. Like, they've already paid, I believe, penalties for that. We, everyone got a check for, like, what was it, 115 bucks, LeVar, or something like that. It wasn't, I don't it wasn't that much. ever getting a check for anything. <laughs> It was it was a very small amount, uh, but it set the precedent. So that's all that really mattered. Yeah. What else? Yeah. 120 programs have opted in. Ten all ten FBS conferences, but Notre Dame has not opted in. Come guys, on, Notre Dame, get it together, guys. Marlon Again, Lee is just reading the story. There's way more to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, he's trying to get to a second story. Though, so we, we need to let him go. No problem. No problem. Marlon Humphrey revealed on Twitter that he has just found out today that uh, the Titanic was a real thing and that Rocky was not based off of a true story. Listen, oh, I, don't, wow. I don't blame the guy. There's a lot of bad information and misinformation out there. You know, America, man. <laughs> this was your second story. <laughs> oh wow! Like, that was that was what you got, Lee. I got more. <laughs> yeah, come I'm on, Lee. What's away the next one? <laughs> Rocky wasn't. Giants will bring back the stories. '80s and '90s uniforms. Oh my gosh! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.